Manx Radio's update with Andy Wint. Fast away, good evening, it's half past five. This is update for Wednesday, 15th of February, 2023 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes to look at the latest news from the Isle of Man and background to that news and sport and business, sea watch and travel updates and the newsmakers in person tonight. Electricity's on the way up, solar panels and onshore wind on the way as well. Balasala Medical Centre still the centre of attention. The Southern 100 is safe to go ahead. 400 free heart screenings go in eight minutes. And Onkin AFC get lottery support for new facilities. And Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, these are the update news headlines. Fast to my Dave Moore. Fast to my gas prices in the Isle of Man will be reduced by 16% from the beginning of March. The move means the price will drop from 16.67 pence per unit to 13.98. The Isle of Man Green Party is welcoming plans for the island to generate 75% of its electricity from renewable sources. Manx Utilities being given the go-ahead to start work on delivering 30 megawatts of clean power capacity over the next three years. The Health Minister is urging politicians not to speculate about Balasala Medical Centre. Laurie Hooper says talks are ongoing with regard to the future of the practice. Nicola Sturgeon's conceded she's become a divisive figure as she announced her resignation as Scotland's First Minister. She's also acknowledged her eight years in the role had had a physical and mental impact. Rishi Sunak says the UK government is to provide an extra £25 million to help victims of the Turkey-Syria earthquakes. The Prime Minister said the additional humanitarian aid will go to the UN as well as British charities and the Turkish authorities. And a teenager has been handed a minimum term of 14 years for murdering a shopper during a supermarket row in Worcestershire. He was convicted of stabbing Ian Kerwin through the heart near the entrance to an Asda store after the 53-year-old confronted a gang. Those are the update news headlines. The next bulletin is at 6. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Goromaya, thank you, Dave. From the Ronaldsway Met Office, no wind warning in operation for the North RSE. State of sea moderate, falling slight. There are uh, warnings of fog on the mountain road from the Matrix signs at Bagaro, Sulby, Hilbury and Ramsey. Your three-day weather tonight, cloudy with rain arriving late evening on a fresh to strong south uh, southwesterly falling fresh later. Overnight minimum seven. And for Thursday, Jordane, patchy rain first thing, then dry, partially cloudy on a light to moderate wet southwesterly. Daylight maximums 11 degrees tomorrow. More rain through the night into Friday. Lowest temperature seven. And for Jehenya... Cloudy with outbreaks of rain, drier later on Friday and a strong uh, west-southwesterly gradually easing through the day. Highest is 12 degrees. Tight on the way back in high water in uh, an hour and a quarter's time, 17 minutes before 7. Low water, 24 minutes past 1 a.m. High tide tomorrow morning, 13 minutes past 7. Sunrise 23 minutes before 8 and the lunchtime low water tomorrow is at 10 to 2. Manx Glass and Glazing can produce bespoke splashbacks for your kitchen in any colours. Speak to the team on 674 573. 
Balasella Medical Centre remains a standing subject of weekly meetings for Manx Care, according to the Health and Social Care Minister. Laurie Hooper, MHK, says the health body continues to explore options for the practice and urge politicians this week not to speculate on its future. I'll be in a position to provide an update when Manx Care have worked through these options further. I would like to reassure patients of Balasella GP practice that whilst this work goes on, they can continue to access the practice as they normally would. Currently, you're looking at continuing the practice in a similar way using <laughs> partners. In terms of the date when this will come to an end, this this search, is there any indication when that will happen? That will be when Manx Care have worked through the various options further. And question, Mr Glover. Would the uh, Minister agree that a Balasella solution is uh, the best one at the moment with pressures in the south pretty high? The sudden group practice, for example, reports only that they're 28% uh, over capacity currently and would the Minister also agree that uh, this is a wider issue than just uh, Balasella? In fact, it's an issue all across primary care. All of primary care is under pressure. It's one of the main reasons that we need to d- deliver on our primary care at scale transformation work uh, to make sure that we have a fit-for-purpose uh, primary care service across the island. Ultimately, the main focus of Manx Care in the department will be on the patients uh, that are currently being served by Balasala Practice to make sure that they can continue to access primary care going forwards. One concern is that the update potentially will not arrive till the summertime, possibly as late as June. Is there no possibility that updates can be provided between now and the end date which has been provided. I really would encourage members to not to speculate. Uh, I have at no point said I will wait six months to provide an update. I've been quite clear that I will provide an update when I'm in a position to provide an update. That may very well be much sooner than June. It could be June. I'm not in a position right now to to know, but please, can we not speculate and generate unnecessary worry out there in the community? People can continue to access the practice as they currently do. Manx Utilities is preparing to brief government in the face of a looming price rise, according to the Chief Minister who's warned that the electricity provider will have no choice but to increase bills. Alfred Cannon, MHK admits it's just one of a series of financial pressures that are squeezing residents' finances. Well, it's clear the cost of living has really impacted uh, on business and, and on and on individuals. We've been very clear from, from the outset of uh, the invasion of Ukraine by by Russia and the impact that that caused, or the the huge spike that we saw in energy prices, the the, the rapid increase in inflation that we needed to act. So we did act last year. Uh, the Council of Ministers, I think, acted very decisively to ensure that we help protect uh, the most vulnerable or the most exposed in terms of the impacts of ener- energy prices. We extended that out to families, and of course, we made a, a real effort to try and help the island's economic recovery from COVID by by direct in the Max Utilities Authority at the time to freeze electricity prices. Um, in my recent uh, speech, of course, I've indicated that inflation, whilst people are talking about it peaking, nevertheless still remains high. Uh, what we are also seeing now is interest rates having increased that those who have uh, fixed-term mortgages will, will find those maturing and will find significantly different offers available to them and, and will be having to assess how they best address the increase in, in mortgage costs. And alongside that now, it's uh, inevitable um, because of the price of, of uh, gas, that the Max Utilities Authority will have to increase prices and, we, and that we will not be able to go on protecting um, the economy. So I expect to hear from the Max Utilities Authority now how they're going to address that within the next uh, week or so. The Isle of Man in 30 Minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wind. Pastor Mike, good evening. 22 minutes before six, live from Douglas in the Isle of Man. An island football club's received a vital cash boost to revamp its facilities. 
uh, story from our sports editor, Rob Pritchard. Onken AFC has been awarded a £50,000 grant by the Manx Lottery Trust, which will be used to develop several aspects of the club's amenities. The cash injection is expected to help fund the roof build of a clubhouse, as well as changing rooms, showers, toilets and welfare facilities. The club supports around 300 registered players across two senior teams, a women's team and a veteran squad, along with around 240 junior players aged between 5 and 18. Onken AFC president David Quirk says they're grateful for the funding support towards the clubhouse, which, once complete, will hugely benefit the community for both the present and the future. Mr Quirk adds, whilst the new facilities will primarily be aimed at developing the club itself, the plan is for both the clubhouse and the outdoor facilities to be made available to the community in support of wider activities. The Manx government's covering the cost of TV licences for over 75s who aren't on income support on the Isle of Man until the end of this year. But uh, will that support continue after the end of 2023? Here's the Treasury Minister, Dr Allenson. Treasury will consider over the coming months whether such provision should extend beyond the 31st of December and will make an announcement later this year. For the avoidance of doubt, eligible residents aged 75 and over who do receive income support will continue to get a free TV licence each year from the BBC, irrespective of what Treasury decides in respect of other island residents. In terms of the transitionary period, we've got a date of um, December 2023, but we've also got the possibility that updates will occur between now and then. Is there any indication when these updates will be available? I intend to make sure that people are updated during July this year. And your question, Mr Ashford. Can I ask the Treasury Minister what is the anticipated <coughs> cost for this extension for another year? And can I know the Treasury Minister's got a review ongoing, but could he indicate to the House how sustainable long term he believes the position is to be meeting the cost of TV licences out of the public finances regardless of household income? The cost of TV licences for those who don't get income support is around about £800,000 a year based on the current cost of a, of a um, colour TV licence and that benefits over 5,000 households. Another 500 households where the person aged 75 or over do receive income support and those licences are provided by the BBC. He's quite right that that £800,000 is a considerable amount of money and next week in another place I will be making it quite clear to the Honourable Court what the state of the government finances are and the state of our overall economy and we do need to consider some of these costs ongoing and also work obviously with the BBC to make sure that those disadvantaged older people are still provided with a free TV licence. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. The multi-ship Ben McCree departed Hesham at eight minutes past two. She'll be into the harbour in about the next ten minutes or so and onto the link span. Departing this evening at 7.45, arriving in Hesham at half past eleven. The overnight departure at 2.15am, back at six in the morning. And the morning departure, Ben McCree leaves Douglas at 8.45 for Hesham. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. A charity which offers free heart screening on the Isle of Man says it's run out of places just eight minutes after releasing the slots. Craig's Heartstrong Foundation described uh, the uptake as absolutely unbelievable. The screening for those aged between 14 and 35 will take place in April. Here's the charity chairman, Paul Healy. So the screening entails a an ECG um, and you'll be seen by a, a, a very top cardiologist from the UK um, they come over with their team and 
you'll have a an ECG and if they pick up anything on the ECG they will move you straight to another room where they'll do an echocardiogram on your heart and um, again if they've if they've detected anything there you go and see the doctor immediately um, and they give you your results there and then um, so it's about a 20 minute process unless unless you've gone through the the second check and um, that could probably take up to 45 minutes something like that mm -hmm. but um, anyone that comes in they have their ecg if everything's normal they see the doctor he tells them everything's fine and off they go um like i say if there are if there is anything detected it can be dealt with um it might be a frightening kind of situation but it will be found and it will be able to be treated, um, which is something that you know Craig never had. Mm. Um, so the charity legacy that, that Craig has left um, is, is you know finding these problems. We've actually screened, uh, I think it's over nine and a half thousand people now we've screened, um, and over three hundred and sixty have had problems. So it's a it's a big number over the years. Um, but all 360 have been have been seen and treated and you know are living normal lives the actual problems that they're looking for are these hereditary defects as such um that that cry are looking for specific ones and you know craig's was something called long qt which at the time none of us have ever ever heard of but as the years have gone on we found more and more people on the island with the same condition um that you know could potentially just kill you at any stage um so we're, we're glad we found them um but there could be many more out there and we just we just want to keep screening to save lives really manx radio business briefing at 16 minutes before six glencore's net profits more than trebled to a record 17.3 billion dollars last year as the commodities giant cashed in on the high price of coal and also the energy market chaos caused by russia's invasion of ukraine the FTSE 100 miner and trader said it would return 7.1 billion to shareholders through a 5.6 billion dollar in dividends and 1.5 billion share buyback program. The bumper profit helped to reduce uh, the company's net debt uh, to almost zero. And remember, for a full daily market report, go to ramseycrookall.com. Container shipping costs are down 85 percent from their peak almost a year ago. The FT report. Among the reasons for the decline is the fast rise in inflation and the post-pandemic reopening of bars and restaurants, which pushed European and US consumers towards services and away from goods. Easing port traffic and supply chain bottlenecks also affect maritime routes. At Maersk, uh, the shipping giant, predicted that demand for containers, uh, which is a proxy for trade really, will fall by 2.5% this year. Global freight operators may face the grim scenario of an oversupply of new vessels delivered by shipyards. The Stock Market Report. Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets rose after data from the Office for National Statistics so the UK consumer price inflation eased more than expected in January. The dollar extended gains, oil dropped on signs of an ample US supply and gold fell after data on US consumer prices. Uh, the numbers now from Ramsey Crookall. At the close in London, the FTSE 100 was up half a percent at uh, 7,997. The DAX in Frankfurt up eight-tenths of a percent at the close at 15,000. 
13,506. Currently, New York City, the Dow Jones Industrial is down four tenths of a percent at 33,957. The NASDAQ Tech Stocks Index is up fractionally three hundredths of a percent at 11,963. And the SP 500 in Chicago is down three tenths of a percent at 4,124. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar 20.3 cents, one euro 12.6 cents, and 21 South African rand 71.9 cents. And in commodities, gold is down almost 1% at $1,837 per troy ounce. And a barrel of Brent crude, again down almost 1% at $84.37. The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So, if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookall, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. This is the most listened to Isle of Man news source. And Manx Radio's update is the Isle of Man's most downloaded news podcast. Well, you may have heard the Chief Minister said the price of electricity is going up, but Isle of Man Energy has been told to reduce the price of gas by 16%. The Communications and Utilities Regulatory Authority has now finished a review of tariffs, which started in January, and from March the 1st, the unit price of gas will drop from 16.67 to 13.98p. The price drop will remain in place until December, with an interim review carried out in June. The Isle of Man could see up to 30 megawatts of electricity Electricity produced from onshore wind and solar energy by 2026 as a result of new plans approved by the government. A story from Siobhan Fletcher. The Council of Ministers has approved plans from Manx Utilities to commence the construction projects, which will see solar panels installed on sites in public ownership, such as car parks and government buildings. It will also see wind turbines built subject to planning approvals. These will be on publicly owned sites, focusing on areas where the wind yield is likely to be highest. There are as yet no details on the cost of the project or where the potential wind farm will be located. In a statement, Chief Minister Alfred Cannon said, Events over the past year have brought into sharp focus the importance of energy security and the risks of volatility in the energy markets. It has also highlighted the benefits of investing in alternative ways of generating electricity. Harnessing the power of the sun and the wind will mean we can utilise our island's natural resources to reduce carbon emissions, whilst making the Isle of Man less reliant on imported fossil fuels. Chair of Manx Utilities, Tim Johnston, MHK, added, Currently, electricity demand in the Isle of Man averages at around 40 megawatts and peaks at around 75 megawatts in winter, but that can fall to as low as 25 megawatts at night during the summer. With the help of independent specialist consultants, Max Utilities has undertaken detailed work to determine the best approach to increasing the island's use of renewable energy, whilst not compromising supply security and the needs of its customers. Max Radio has contacted Max Utilities for further comment. 
Manx Radio Sport. Fast am I, Rob Pritchard. Fast am I. Good evening. Starting this evening with cycling and Mark Cavendish's debut with Astana Kazakhstan in the Tour of Oman concluded earlier today. The Manx Missile took part in the fifth and final stage of the event, which saw the competitors cover a 152.5km route from Samile to Green Mountain. In another stage where Cav wasn't expected to be challenging at the front, he finished 12 minutes and 52 seconds behind the eventual stage winner, Maori van Savonant. The Astana Kazakhstan side finished 15th in the overall team standings for the tour. The contest has been seen as a first chance for Cavendish to get used to working within his team and their strategy for the rest of the season. In athletics, Manx athlete Regan Corrin has enjoyed medal success once again whilst competing in Sheffield for his Ireland club at the weekend. Representing Manx Harriers, Corrin took part in the high jump contest in the England Under-17 Championships on Sunday. With a best leap of 1.91 metres, he went on to claim silver medal in the contest with his result also a new personal best. Furthermore, the total is also within the 1.90 metre entry standard for the Ireland Games, which take place this year in Guernsey from the 8th to the 14th of July. The Ireland competitor enjoyed victory in the same city on Sunday the 15th of January at the Northern Indoor Track and Field Championships. There, Corrin took the gold medal in the under-17s long jump. And finally, there are set to be changes to two fixtures for FC Isle of Man across March and April. The Ravens' home tie in the NWCFL Premier Division against West Didsbury and Chalton on Saturday the 11th of March has been postponed, with a new date to be confirmed. This is due to West Didsbury and Chalton's involvement in the sixth round of the FA Vars on the same date. Meanwhile, FC Isle of Man's home league clash with Avro on Saturday the 8th of April will now kick off at 6.30pm, 30 minutes later than previously planned. It's to allow the ECAP FA Cup final on the Isle of Man to take place that afternoon. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Next inbound at Ronald's Way is the 5 to 7 EasyJet from Manchester, showing on time. Then the Hophouse 7 EasyJet from Gatwick on time. And the 5 to 8 o'clock Logan Air returning pace from transfer plane from Liverpool on time. Finally, the 5 past 8 arrival from London City uh, from Logan Air. Departing tonight, 6 o'clock Logan Air to Liverpool, patient transfer departure. 7.25 EasyJet to Gatwick and the 8 o'clock EasyJet return to uh, Gatwick. On the roads, Kurt Michael's got temporary lights on the TT course, the A3, between Begaro and Kurt Michael for replacement to substation equipment. Port Aaron, temporary lights on Bradder Road for work on that retaining wall. In Ballabeg, temporary lights on the main road near Arbury Parish Hall for a new zebra crossing. Castle Street, one way northbound in Castle Town. Temporary closures in Peel around East Quay and the Prom and also between Peel and St John's. Uh, for work on the pavements in Regaby, series of closures on the Regaby West Road. They were replacing a water main in Ramsey. Temporary lights on Marketplace for a new pedestrian crossing and on May Hill for water supply work. In Douglas, Princess Road's closed for patching work. Still got temporary lights on Annika Lane near the Heron for a new pedestrian crossing and also uh, narrow lanes and a temporary crossing on Victoria Street. Coast Road closed between Jerby and the Len for resurfacing. And uh, the Ballaminac Road in Jerby as phase closures for water main replacement. Massimo Tyres. Budget tyres priced to keep your vehicle safe and legal. Only available at... Keyside 
All insurances in place for racing to take place on the Balloon course for this year following cancellation of Northern Ireland road racing due to insurance costs going up. Phil Edge of the Southern Hundred Club was asked why the Alaman might be in a more secure position on the matter. It's a difficult one, that. Um, whether they have different insurers in Northern Ireland, I'm not sure. We're lucky enough, we've obviously got a good working relationship, or the ACU events have, with their insurers and obviously with the motorsport people. They negotiating between that we managed to secure the appropriate insurances for our road races on the Isle of Man so we're, we're lucky how long it will last don't know. Some discussion about if the Northern Ireland races aren't going ahead how does this affect certain riders in terms of getting signatures for races like those held on the Isle of Man so if, if these meetings aren't taking place in Northern Ireland what effect if any will this have on those planning to come to the Balloon course later this year? None at all there's obviously the experience on roads does help looking at in- entries but no it doesn't affect them regarding the licenses as such they don't need a mountain like the mountain course license that's obviously as the name infers it's for the matter races on the mountain course as long as they can get their insurance i believe the acu are looking at a special policy for those in northern ireland and no doubt the south but certainly with the north for insurance the riders can get insurance the repatriation part of the regulations is causing the problems and the expense of extra insurance do you think possibly with now that events have been called off in northern ireland it might see more popularity in the events on the balloon course later this year i think so it's a bit of a two-edged source in a way that it could bring a lot of extra entries people wanting to ride particularly in the southern on the other hand you've got some perhaps who are not week by week riders who might decide to take a 12 month sabbatical with the additional costs of having to come over and not being able to you know the expense of racing not racing if you have a news story for manx radio to investigate and report email newsroom at manxradio.com or call 682-631 any time of day or night housing legislation on the isle of man will be modernized by the end of the current administration so says the chair of the housing and communities board who was questioned about it, why it's been listed fifth and last in the final phase of the island plan chris thomas mhk told the north douglas mhk david ashford that it will be completed despite mr ashford's concerns there are too many other competing pieces of legislation the island's principal housing act 1955 dates back to the decade of slum clearances and other matters which are thankfully no longer as relevant Landlord and tenancy legislation is basically of a similar era. Our modern housing legislation is dated between 1976 and 2021. Um, The government's legislation committee has scheduled uh, this particular bill in phase five. If it can be delivered sooner, then of course it will. Placing the bill within this administration's legislative programme is a statement of intent, which I hope the Honourable Questioner welcomes. So can I ask the Minister, can he give a guarantee that this bill will definitely come forward in the life of this administration, since housing forms one of the fundamental planks of the Ireland plan, and looking at the list of bills currently scheduled in Phase 5, even assuming we get through phases 1 to 4, which at the speed of legislation, I'm not sure we will, there's currently 20 bills listed. Can he assure us that this bill will come forward in the life of this administration. Chairman to reply, uh, yes. That's it for update tonight, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Dave Moore, producer Rianne Evans. I'm Andy Wint, back with another update tomorrow at 5.30. W-I-N-T